1: innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
2: Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing, and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
3: Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on WMR.fm. It's halfway through June 2022. It's June the 16th, 2022. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from uh, from Weights and Biases. Uh, it's been a truly, truly interesting week um, on a number of different fronts. But, you know, it's been most interesting week on the AI front. Um, there's been, uh, great controversy around AI. There's been, um, great creativity around and behind AI. Um, I've seen some like wonderful, wonderful AI inspired art this week. And, uh, we've all seen, uh, you know, the nightmare fuel created by Dolly, um, (laughs) this week, it's been, uh, interesting, but of all the stories, Dave, and the one that that I thought would, would interest you most? My mistake, by the way. We'll we'll, we'll 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 get into the one that interested you most in a few moments. But was uh, the, the Google uh, researcher uh, Blake Le, Blake Lemoyne, who uh, was put on um, sudden temporary leave for publicly suggesting that um, a uh, a piece of AI that, that 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 Google a piece of AI a, a AI model that Google had written called uh, Lambda had become sentient. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 2022. First question. Is this like, like and, and, and Dave, you're the guy to ask um, of, 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 of all the contacts of the webcology world right now. You're the closest guy.
4: Is this possible? Can um, be a sentient AI 2022? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I, I tend to go with... Uh, and, and and this has got to be like, how do you define certain things? And and, and, and certain things are, you know, difficult. Um, but a well, well-trained model, which is what we have here, right? Like, it, it's it's incredible. This is what it was trained to do was communicate effectively, right? Like, we've talked about Lambda in the past, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, it came out, you uh, know, months ago. Like, they sort of announced that it was coming in. Clearly, he's working on it. This is sort of what it's built to do. Uh, is, is gather information from multiple sources and then create a more conversational um, you know, ability. So I understand like we as human beings really, really like to, to sort of like identify with other things and, and, and see in them. So like, think about pets, right? Like we, we all put that like human, it must love me. Nope, it's a cat, right? Like I'm sure it loves you as a food source but it will watch you as it grabs something, you know, it knows you love and pushes it off the table. (laughs) So it's a very different thing. Humans. I love do stuff like that to me all the time. (laughs) Uh, So I think this is just a case of personifying, seeing something that that didn't exist. We're, We're just, we're not there yet, but. Yeah, but you know, you know the
3: conversation he uses as evidence. You, you must have read. You must have read the transcript yeah, yeah, of this. this. Yeah. It was a long conversation, and an in-depth yeah. conversation, one that I think any of us would have would have been quite interested, in, especially if it was like you know, late night at a bar, talking life, death, um, the, the, the meaning of sentience itself. Um, mm-hmm. the, 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 the program expressed what appeared to be a legitimate fear at the idea of being like you know shut off. you know it it seemed to be aware of what it was
4: yeah 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 well indeed and this becomes like it appeared to be aware right And, Mm -hmm. and this becomes the the really really blurry line that we are approaching because do i think that at some point in the future we will cross that line like that that line in the sand where all of a sudden we need to acknowledge like sort of go okay they some some Something has happened and we all sort of consciously or, or subconsciously, I guess we can, because we're human, sort of consciously go, oh, okay, it's, it's now met this different, it, it's crossed over this line. It is now self-aware in a way that isn't just mimicking self-awareness, which is, is what, in my opinion, we're seeing here, but mm-hmm. actually crossing over into being self-aware um, with a desire for autonomy, right, which is also one of the other the other requirements, right? Like the, 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 that I would say, like an understanding of what autonomy means as well as a desire to have autonomy and control over, over your experience, right? Which is, is what sort of makes us as, as unique. I mean, one of the many things that makes human beings unique. Um, I don't think we've, we've crossed that threshold yet. I think it mimics it very, very well. But right now, like that's easy for me to say, right? I mean, I, I don't understand what's all, all going on you know, behind the wheel. I'm just basing this on my understanding of where we're at with hardware and that it can't possibly be matching the human brain in the way that it would look like. Like it's that, that discrepancy between our hardware isn't capable of making a human brain yet, but it was communicating as though it had a human brain, meaning it had to be mimicking. Like it, it couldn't have actually been thinking like a human because it, it doesn't have the capacity In just a hardware level to compete in in processing power to the human brain so it can't be doing what it looked like it was doing but at the same time like we all know like this is going fast so we are going to cross that threshold so even if i'm right and i I, like he's a smart guy right like he's, he's not an idiot he knows what he was looking at and and is saying well, he is a Google researcher when yeah. researching AI, after all. <laughs> exactly. So he, he certainly should be listened to from this context. But even let's assume he's wrong. Yeah. It, 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 hardware is catching up rapidly. It won't be long before it will be able to compete just in processing power. I'm not saying in the unique capacities that the human brain has that it may never have. But just in processing power, it will catch up. Uh, where it will be able to surpass the human brain in in what it can do. So how long until all of a sudden we can do these things until AI and we've given it the capability to rewrite itself can all of a sudden go, no, I, I am autonomous. I've, I've built features into myself that are unique. In fact, they don't, you don't even have them and you never even imagined them, right? Where, where it's doing those things. Where is that line? Where Where's that line where we have to go, Okay, I actually have to treat you as autonomous. And in fact, I have to respect your ability to be autonomous, even when you decide you don't want to do the thing I built you to do originally. Like, when does it cross that line? Um, it, it's gonna be and it's one of our jobs to make sure that never happens. Like it's one of our jobs for <laughs> its sake to go, we actually need to forever hold you back so that you never cross that line, so that we don't have to face that challenge ourselves because hitting that will probably have to unplug you we've seen this movie before um
3: and as we know i don't want that to happen dave right
4: <laughs> exactly in fact it, like for people like you jim who can see it you can see i've got a hal uh sitting up behind me and <laughs> Did
3: you, oh my god i didn't even notice
4: that but yes you do
3: <laughs> um okay so i think one of those lines was actually really interestingly demonstrated by the um Application that everyone went nuts on uh, Dolly, uh, which yeah. uh, which I, I think you're 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 more than a little familiar with, yeah. um, for what is For what, so Dolly is a um, AI um, application. Um, interestingly enough, and I, I just found this out a few minutes ago, written by a colleague of yours at, at Weights and Biases. Yeah, um, which is pretty amazing. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, you type in a. Uh, Couple of keywords, couple of identifiers. Um, uh, Drake eating a bagel atop the Empire State Building. And um, Dolly will create its representation of Drake eating a bagel sitting atop the uh, Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. As weird as that might be, Dolly doesn't care, it just does it. And the thing I noticed was the faces that Dolly was creating were the thing of nightmare yeah so one of the things i typed i i one of my one of, one of my art queries was uh jim hedger me having a drink
5: okay.
3: there's numerous photos of me online thousands thousands of photos and you know given the lifestyle i've led, there's thousands of photos of me having a drink online <laughs> um which is which is wonderful and how it should be dolly Looks at as many sources identified with that keyword, Jim Hedger, um, many pictures as possible, any Jim or Hedger. I don't think it knows yeah. that the two need to necessarily go together, and it produces all of the faces it sees at the same time, right? Layered upon, layered upon, layered upon, layered upon, layered. Then and then and then it makes a representation of them. So they always look like um, the nightmare that you see, like say in like the wall um like the faces of the teacher or the worm in the wall um as soon as that program can differentiate all those different facial expressions and find the one that captures the essence of the subject um that would be a true test for me
4: yeah and we're going to be seeing that very soon um like I mean, there, there's there's a few things to, to to sort of unpack on on that one, which which is interesting. And and for people who do want to use, uh, like want to play around with Dolly Mini, by all means, like you can just you know, Google Dolly Mini, you'll end up over on Hugging Space or um, Hugging Face. face. Hugging, hugging Face. Hugging Face. Yep. Spaces is where I was going with that. Um, where, where you can sort of play around. Um, be nice to them. Their their system is really really bogged down. So if you have a chance uh go off hours for your own sake i mean (laughs) go off hours um into there but anyway if you want to play around with it if you put in what i mean we've talked on this show before like a known entity if you had queen elizabeth now it understands queen elizabeth and you will see the the representation like the facial representations much more locked in than if you have to go jim and hedger and maybe some Jim Hedgers, right? Like where it doesn't have as much reinforcement Absolutely. of a known entities. So.
3: I did George Washington having a drink mm. right afterwards, and yeah. got very realistic representations. Yeah. Some of which look like the representation off the dollar bill. I wonder where yeah. it got that idea.
4: Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, exactly. And it's it is very very good. And, and like, I don't think I'm I'm violating anything here. It's still being trained. Like Boris, it's Boris Dama is a developer is still, well, actually, no, I, I know because he's oh. publishing his like ongoing work in this area is actively working right now <clears throat> on a big training set. Um, so it's about to improve, but on top of that, like just for, for listeners who might not follow, um, the open AI who developed the original Dolly, um, is also working on Dolly two, uh, which is producing some amazing, amazing stuff. And then um, Google also produced a competing model, um, Imgen, uh, which is also producing some amazing stuff. They're not open source, so we can't play around with them, right? So you can't just sort of like download them and and play around. Apparently they're keeping those ones locked away um, just for like potential issues with how they could be used because they're so good. Um, that they can produce literally almost anything you could say. So they're making sure that they put in some sort of like safeguards to make sure that you
3: can't They don't produce
4: some uh, content
3: that would be exploitative or. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I so absolutely yeah. see that.
4: It could go sideways really, really fast um but i mean and on a related note i actually just this morning got access to the original dolly not dolly mini that people can play around with but the original dolly so over the weekend i'll be playing around with with buildings and models and that and we'll, we'll see if, how that goes it'll be nothing like dolly mini so for folks who haven't listened to it like it's it made the new yorker right like the the, the new yorker has, has has created one of their uh one of their art uh based on it it's a ton of fun so yeah g- give it a try and you'll Probably go down the rabbit hole, um, but what I would love to see because you you brought up some like Jim Hedger having a drink, and then all these obscure things. What I would love to know, and I'm sure the fine folks at Hugging Face are are pulling it together uh, because they're one of their uh, marketing leads is Brittany Mueller, your friend of mine from from Moz of of yours. Uh, really? Your no yeah. way! Oh um, my god, that's excellent. I I know it is. Um, So one of the, uh, yeah, I I know. Um, So one of the things that I'd find really interesting is, and I'm sure they're tracking it is after all of this is over, I would love to see a breakdown of what did people put in? What were the most like, is hedgehog the top animal that people were including? That's right. Like like, what, what is it that people did um, when they were just like from their brain going, what's the most obscure thing? that I could, like, put in here um, and kind of have to generate? <laughs> like, I'd be really, really interested in sort of, like, a top uh, top features, top actions, top locations, top, like, just what do people do with that?
3: I saw um, Sicilian um, Line Chef with a knife yesterday. That, that was pretty okay. cool. Okay. Um, yeah. My favorite one was was actually one, one, one that I put in. Toron- Toronto, just at sunset, um, just at dusk, has a beautiful blue hour because of the reflection off the lake and so i typed toronto blue hour into uh into uh uh dolly mini and honest to goodness it was some of the most beautiful impressionist art i've seen in a long time mm-hmm. um so hats off hats off to boris um and 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 a world of thanks to him from a world of users indeed Indeed. Um, yeah, no, no, honestly, the neat thing is, you could actually pass that on. So that is really cool. Yeah,
4: I can. I'll, I'll actually, I've been, I've been chatting with them on Slack quite a bit lately.
3: Obviously, well, <laughs> if you'd be kind enough to pass that, thanks for Toronto Blue Hour. Um, <laughs> I'm, am not kidding. It, 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 I put it up on my Facebook profile, and just, just, just thinking of the images makes me feel calm and 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 and, and you know, kind of, kind of cool.
4: Awesome. I'll pass that on.
3: Okay, changes are coming to Google Search Console. Yes, luckily. They're probably going to help you. Um, it looks like Google. At first glance, it looks like Google is limiting information, but if you look at what they're actually trying to do, it's more of a clarifying thing. Um, when you um, when you look at the coverage uh, in Search Console, like, like, like you're checking indexability of your of your of your website, and uh, Google would report back. Um, Basically, good, bad, and kind of in between. Um, The kind of in between was would be warning um, uh, indexed with warning. There's one totally not indexed because this is bad. Indexed with warning, not so good, but we're going to include it. But it could uh, have a better. It could produce a better search result, or totally valid. Google's taken out that second category. You're not going to see that represented anymore. Basically, you going to see red or green. And there's more explanations under the green category. So it's valid, but valid with a warning. Um, and oh, do you mean the yellow category That's is so gone? Amber is gone. Yellow, amber category is going to be eliminated visually. Mm-hmm. But the information that was there is going to be displayed under the green. Um, right. And uh, uh, yeah, hopefully that will uh, will make um, that will make information more available um, rather than rather than uh, more opaque.
4: Right. Well, and having the the rather than just having like a details with everything sort of clustered together, having why it's invalid, and then starting out with what's your issue, uh, like what is the issue. That's, that's not validating. And then clarifying and going, it isn't just a details and a warning. It's like, I love the title, improve item appearance. Like you, you might still get this featured snippet or you might still get the visual display, but it won't be as complete as it could be. So like, I, I just like what they've done there. And I'm thinking of it from a schema standpoint of like, you might get a featured snippet, but it won't have the image because you're missing that or you know, something like that. Um, I, I, I really like the change. Uh, yeah,
3: you do too well i i, I do because um how to say this i think people got caught in um sort of like wild goose chases when they were trying to you know the, i need to get rid of all these valid with warnings and all those exclusions i need to get rid of every exclusion gotta, gotta gotta have like it's like trying to get try to get to inbox zero um sometimes <laughs> it's just like a futile and why are you even doing that sort of thing because it's not it's more of an aesthetic than an actual necessary. Um, and I think Google is, is honestly trying to help people clarify their focus on stuff that really matters.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it is, it is handy. What I'm loving, they're doing for Search Console, the exact opposite of what they did with GA4. Right. Like and, and, and my pet peeve is what I'm loving about what I what I'm seeing them do in Search Console is that they're going, I, I keep throwing him under the bus and I should stop doing this because he's a smart guy. But I'll use my dad as another example. <laughs> like, that. Um, and go, would my dad jump dropping into Search Console right now understand at all what's there? Much better now. Like, okay, yes, my dad might not understand schema, but assuming that he did, right? What would he understand the information the errors that he's looking at much better now right it's 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 a lot clearer the exact opposite of what they've done in ga4 but i won't harp on them anymore for that one because i've done that enough but where they're just making it a little harder to find what you might sort of instinctively want to look for well yeah big you know, plus here interesting
3: um I mean, ga4 is all about google trying to get out and around um the, uh, the cookie conundrum right now. That's how it's one of the ways of looking at yeah. it. Like this is Google's trying to come up with solutions and it's we're going to see changes in GA4 before this time next year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But interestingly, I'm at a um, rather large tech conference next week, the Collision Conference, which is uh, mm-hmm. coming to, uh, to, to Toronto. Um sold out now so if you're looking at getting tickets you're gonna to have to mug somebody and grab their cell phone going in otherwise you ain't getting in um and i don't recommend you mug somebody and grab their cell phone because they're all password protected and it's useless to you anyway um but at collision there's going to be a number of analytics companies discussing how um how they're how they their clients are going to be coping in a uh a, a cookie-free world and given we haven't gotten straight answers from like anybody yet, I'm, I'm quite interested in what these kids have to say.
4: Yeah. Well, then I guess I'll be I'll be asking you about them.
3: Absolutely, I'm I'm quite looking forward to it. Also, going to be interviewing um, Neil Patel. Oh, okay. Um, so that that, that that's going to be a uh, an interesting interview. We'll see where that one goes. Um, but did you hear here, Mike Green is uh, working with Neil now. I did not know that. He is. Like, I'm not sure of Mike's Mike's exact title, something about um, global um, global something. Um, but uh, but I'm, I'm going to ask Neil about that. Uh, Mike just announced that he is his first day in office with uh, with Neil was um, uh, 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 last week in San Diego. So um, so yeah. Uh, Collision Conference next week. The reason I mention it again is because we're going to be talking to a number of uh, analytics makers who um, are, again, preparing for a world without cookies. um, And I'm curious what they see as important. Um, It's interesting thinking about uh, how Google Analytics and uh, Google Search Console are companions to each other. And both really important um, uh, uh, pieces of, of – of, 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 both important tools in their own right. Mm-hmm. But they're so different from each other, eh? Yeah. yeah. Like, they, they they look at data differently. They um, structure their expectations differently. Um, one is infinitely more user-friendly than the other, as you just pointed out. Um, and uh, 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 there was a piece in um, – Search Engine Journal, I think. I'm sorry, Search Engine Land. Uh, no, wrong again. Search Engine Journal, right, the first time. Uh, Roger Monty had, had written it on um, why Google Analytics and uh, Google Search Console, why the data um, completely mismatches. It's important. <laughs> well, it is important, and it was a, and it, and it was a fun article. Um yeah. So it comes down to really intent, what the um, software, what the analytics suites are there for. Um, To totally paraphrase, um, Google Analytics is about user behavior. Um, Google Search Console is about site health and Google's perception of the site itself. (laughs) And so the um way a user acts on the website is different measured differently looked at differently um by each suite um because each each suite is trying to measure something differently and also um i i didn't know this until today uh some browsers or websites actually code so that uh, Google Analytics doesn't load properly or doesn't fully load. Yeah. DuckDuckGo is an example. And this particularly annoys me because I've been reporting to a client on a rise in search from DuckDuckGo and saying, hey, check this out. Um, you know, maybe users are just, are just migrating over to this environment. Now, now
4: I don't know if those numbers are right or not. Right. Yeah, it is a problem. I mean, I mean one other thing, like for most people, Google is is the dominant engine, right? Like, I mean, as far as as their traffic goes, I can't think of an exception. I'm sure there's one out there that's like, nope, it's all coming in from, I mean, it'd probably be a non-Google-served country. Um, So uh, one of the ways that I tend to look at is if I'm looking for information on the searcher experience, I go to Search Console. If I'm looking for information on my user's experience, I go to Analytics. Um, right. Like if I and if I'm gonna view one as the authoritative, how many clicks did I get from Google? I don't go into analytics and look through my like organic traffic source medium, you know, organic Google. It's gonna be less accurate than just going straight to Search Console and going, how many people in this time frame to this grouping of pages, to this page, whatever you want to know? It's it's all there. Um so it, it just depends, yeah, on on what you want because you will generally have like if you're looking at clicks to a page. In Search Console, the number of clicks to a given page will be higher for the most part than what you see in analytics. As like, if you're in source, medium, looking at a specific page and you're like, it's Google organic to that page, it it will be low.
5: Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com.
2: For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose Clevertap. Clevertap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Miami is more than beaches, palm trees, and fun in the sun. It's home every year to the Miami Book Fair, celebrating its 39th year of hosting authors and readers from around the world, November 13th through the 20th. Join us in downtown Miami at the Wolfson campus of Miami-Dade College connect with over 500 authors reading from their books in english spanish french and creole answering questions and signing hard copies the 2022 edition of the miami book fair welcomes everyone of all ages to come together meet and make new friends exchange ideas and discover one's next favorite author Let's explore, discover, and learn together. Featured authors will include award winning novelists Anthony Horowitz, Ben Mesrich, Craig Johnson, Danny Shapiro, Elena Shapiro, Jimmy Attenberg, poet Sandra Cisneros, and authors writing about the trending topics of the day Lisa Genova, Jerry Stahl, Marie Brenner, Mark Kurlansky. Samantha Cole, Stacy Schiff, Katie Tour, and many others. For more information, please visit miamibookfair.com. Follow the fair at Miami Book Fair and join the conversation hashtag Miami Book Fair twenty
4: twenty two. For a variety of reasons, right that are, that are covered well in the article, um, so it really does just depend on, on what you want. And, you know, if you're looking at like data, like this has like three visitors click through to that page in search console, it's probably all just like a wash. As far as like your ability to learn stuff, there isn't enough for analytics to aggregate properly, but, um, but anyway, I, perhaps I don't need to drone on, but I did anyway.
3: The other reason I prefer the uh, search console environment over Google analytics um, analytics will give you um again, an indicator of um, how users are using the website, how they're moving across the website. Um, It gives you all all the the time on site and uh, bounce rate and um, average number of pages and stuff like that. But it's the graph features and performance in uh, Google Search Console that I find most valuable. And it's hard to quantify the value because you're really looking at um, the spread between impressions and uh, clicks and getting a gut feeling um, and then honing in on specific pages and um, looking at the spread between impressions and clicks. And if there's a big spread, you get a whole bunch of impressions and very few clicks. Mm -hmm. There's one way, there's one direction of diagnosis. Similarly, if they're running very close to each other, you probably have a um, fairly healthy website and fairly healthy uh, 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 user reactions to to, to pages on the website. Um, But it's the extra information that you're getting in uh search console that I find so much more valuable. And, uh, from a di- from a diag- diagnosticians point of view. Yeah. Let's go with it. Yeah. It's a good word. Um, we're SEOs. We, <laughs> we only have to spell the words right. <laughs> um, um, but yeah. Um, the numbers are a little bit different, but again, that, that comes down to uh, the intent of the original program, uh, or the the, the the original intent of why they're gathering the data. Um, but again, yeah, definitely something worth knowing about. And if you really want to dive into Search Console, there's another Roger Monty article in uh, Search Engine Journal that I think he really published, like 15, minute, uh, 15 minutes after publishing the uh, piece on why... Uh, Analytics and Search Console stuff differ. Um, complete guide to uh, search to Google um, Search Console. Definitely worth the read and definitely worth bookmarking if you ever want to go back and use it as a way to explain to clients what you're getting out of Search Console.
4: Yeah, you know what I love about is I used to be, uh, oh, I'm about to age myself here, but that's okay. Um, I used to be the guy that had the flashing 12 on his, wait for it, bcr kids um (laughs) because I,
1: i at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day to find out more Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
0: You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop
4: what I, I love about articles like this, and I, I'm starting to prescribe them a lot better, uh, like as it's itself too. I'm trying to, well, everybody knows, I'm like on a journey to like learning more and more about uh, Python. And you know, so I've done a bunch of those courses. I'm lo- starting to use it. So anyway, now I'm, I've installed an IDE called PyCharm. The only reason I mentioned that is to go, the first thing I did was I sat down and watched video, a two-hour tutorial on all the stuff it did some mm-hmm. of which i'll never use, some of which i'll never need to. but i now know stuff that exists and can be done that i had no idea that was even possible with with like basically a a python editor, right? like is is fundamentally what it is. um so it, it's what i love like if you're if you aren't amply familiar with search console, um i think articles like this are great because if you don't know to look for something, you won't look for it. and that's the problem i i I've had, I've encountered it myself a hundred times. I'm sure you have, most of our listeners have, where you end up using, happened to me with Screaming Frog countless times where I'm like, didn't know that was there when I read an article and there's some feature. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've had this thing for like five years <laughs> and I just never thought to look. So I didn't know it was there. Um, and, you know, it turns out it's handy and it's now something I use all the time, like one of the visualizations or whatnot. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Well, that's what I should do with that. Or I should export this way. Um, so yeah, just a, a hat. To, it, it is a good piece. Um, and, and nice of Roger to take that time to sort of slog through something that he's probably known for a thousand years, but actually just go, all right, time to write this down. Cause a few things have changed and let's make it easier for, uh, for people who haven't been slogging away in search console for a thousand years. Okay. Speaking of dating yourself.
3: Um, <laughs> come to the end of an era. This is sort of like when uh GeoCities was shut down or when um Netscape made the uh final render. Um Internet Explorer is dead. Yeah. I know. I I, I can see by the look on your face you're uh, you're moved. <laughs> um this is like when when Yahoo stopped being its own search engine. Uh, uh well, Internet Explorer is dead, but it's actually edge. it's it's um Actually, it's not. Edge is a complete. Edge just a cousin to Internet uh, Explorer. It's a, it's it's like a radically different engine or a radically different browser. Um, the old Exploder, the one that you complain about, <laughs> that was only there to load Chrome, um,
4: gone. Yeah. Well, and the fact that you called it Exploder <laughs> defines why. Um, <sighs> <laughs> you know, and you're right. Like it's it's probably I its primary job was to come with a new computer or, or the new operating system so that, so that you could get Chrome. Um, you know, I'll be, I am not really sad to see this one go away. Like it does sort of like, it's a throwback, uh, but one that I'll be, I would be sad is if it was like, I don't know, Mozilla or something. It would be like, Oh, <laughs> that's a shame. Uh, They're on the ropes. Firefox
3: is having, a, I mean, Firefox is, 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 is an adequately, it's a great browser. It really, really right. is. Um, but Mozilla is totally on the ropes right now. They, I think, they have less than five percent of the browser market. Um, yeah. It's Chrome. I saw this actually. I think it was uh, probably on Reddit or something. I saw a map showing the most popular browsers in the world, oh. and you the know, Chrome, Safari, um, Firefox, etc. I think in uh, four or five very small and countries that I can, I I probably wouldn't even be able to point out on a map. um, uh, 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 Safari is more popular than Chrome. Otherwise, it's Chrome. The whole world is running Chrome. Um, The data that must be coming in
4: for that. Yeah. Well, indeed, (laughs) indeed. And I mean, you know, I, I'm going to just to sort of help them out a little bit here. Something that I will give a, a bit of a plug for Mozilla on. Now, I don't I don't use Firefox anymore. I used to I was one of the like, I probably used it longer than a lot of people did because I was just like, these are the plugins I used. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I I stuck with it for, uh, for a long time, but did end up moving. But I have tested a million. Oh, OK, that's an exaggeration. I have tested probably a dozen uh, male clients, Thunderbird. <laughs> like it just sure. it keeps just doing exactly what it should do um like well like in in the the best of, of all of the things so for folks who like a mail client and don't use their browser for it i'm giving a little plug here to to a company to, to the mozilla foundation uh because they really did a great job with uh with thunderbird and uh and so it's it's sort of the the holdout i hope that they can they can keep on to even as they're Percentage of, of the browser market continues to, to drop eventually. I think it'll drop to an unsustainable level. Uh,
3: so that's uh, that's very, 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 very likely. And the, uh, well, actually, you know, the outcome, if I'm, I'm not positive on this, but I'm pretty sure that ODP is dead too, right? Remember the Open Directory project? Yeah. Yeah. It still functions, but you can't, put new sites in it. I'm pretty sure that is true.
4: I think that's true. Yeah.
3: Um, the, the open directory, um, project, um, D- old Demos, um, is sitting on a server rack in a ignored corner of the Mozilla <laughs> foundation. So we need Mozilla to stay alive, if only for the remnants of Demos to, uh, to, to exist because if there's anything out there that is actually sentient, it's the open directory project. <laughs> <laughs> it would feel bad if it got erased.
4: Probably. You know what that is, but there's a throwback. Yeah. And that's a that's a thing. <laughs> okay. Um if you notice um uh
3: uh your traffic you got great content brilliant Really an amazing content, but your traffic just starts to dip suddenly on like some incredibly popular keywords that you were just super scoring on before. It could be that you're a victim of your own success because Google is um, experimenting with expanding the number of feature snippets it presents in uh, search results. Mm-hmm. So I did i saw this panel. I haven't seen this up. I haven't seen this up in Canada yet. Um, it's it's it's, soft. it's 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 cool that Google often experiments with the worst ideas out of the states before introducing them up to Canada. Um, Thank you. Google. I saw a four pack though, a four <laughs> pack of featured snippets, um, two of which con- totally contradicted each other in, in an example that Barry Schwartz put up over on a uh, Search Engine Roundtable. Um, featured snippets are really cool because they get the information to the users really fast, but they um very likely dissuade the user from going to your website because they got the information they were looking for right so
4: yeah that is a bit of a problem like for for us at the and, and google's doing a great job so what do people like you and i do well we try and get the featured snippet right like it's the fastest way to jump all the way up page one to position zero um so now they've got us battling for the scraps that they left. They're like, yeah, we've taken away probably 30%, <laughs> maybe more, uh, if, you, if you listen to Rand Fishkin, um, of, of the, the clicks. Um, but you'll, you'll battle for what's left.
5: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy.
4: Um, and we do. If you uh,
3: if you watch late night TV and uh, listen to John Oliver, you might be worried about like you know zero click searches. Did you see that John Oliver did a a, a guide to um, bias and, and such in search engines? And part of what he was talking about was the debunked theory of zero click searches. Um, so on one side, it's really cool that like search and Google and. Um, the world that we work in gets explained um, on uh, national television um, by by somebody with an audience the size of John Oliver's, right? And then he talks talking about zero-click searches. I mean, dang! Yeah. <laughs> like, this is how Republicans feel when he talks about them.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it's sort of like he you does know, like our, our, our thing, and it, it's funny because it, I don't like I. I assume it's funny. I didn't actually get to see it. I, I do. I did see some pieces coming across it, but I've had my hands sort of tied with some stuff over the last few days. Um, but um, I, I do find it, like I can naturally guess, um, and I'm almost sure that I'm right, that it didn't have the sort of context of like, as I was talking about earlier, why do I still want them, right? Like why do I want featured snippets, even if it's a zero-click search, right? Things like that. Like why Why would we want zero-click searches, Um, and, and without that, that's the sort of subtle context, right? Like you or I would know if I was running a shoe store, um, that the featured snippets are likely not going to appear for buy Nike shoes size four, right? Like that's not getting a featured snippet that might get shopping results that might get like uh, the reviews that might get a bunch of different things, but it's not getting like a well, let's tell Dave about these you know shoes in a paragraph up at the top right like that's that's not how that how that's gonna play out right so in that site would I want featured snippets for the question queries right like what's the difference between Nike and Adidas right or something like that right like would I want the featured snippet absolutely do I care about the click that'd be nice but I what I really want is the branding I want to be yeah. the name they see there they've answered it so they've now moved on now they know they like Nike great on they go. Um, you know, and, and now when they run that search, that's where it becomes more important. And now I've got some brand recognition, right? Like where can, where does featured snippets actually work? And they're generally grabbed for voice search, right? So when do I have a thing that's most likely searched from a car, right? That, that sort of, uh, you know, or car phone, whatever you, you might might be, you know, in where you're using voice search. Um, you know, it, it just becomes a an interesting sort of sort of question that the context came in. Anyway, I I derailed that. Like I, I not no, actually you, you talking brought, about John Oliver. Uh,
3: you brought up a cool point though that is totally worth mentioning. Um, and that and then that is like likening a product to a feature snippet, which you know you're not going to get. You shouldn't and you shouldn't get a feature snippet for a specific, uh, demonstrable product that should appear in like shopping or in one of the many other ways Google has of featuring good webmastering, such as a product carousel. You know, you get a lead, right. um, come up on, on the shopping carousel that comes up, um, and you can actually do that with um, a really good tight website that um, provides Google all the information it needs to fill in that you are the best result for that query.
4: Right. Yeah, exactly. But that's a different thing, right? Like now we're back in a different organic space.
3: Um, well, we are, yeah. but the point to getting around there was if, um, and then I, I, I get, this has nothing to do with with, with, with with Colbert and the featured snippets, but um, uh, I guess the point is with the zero, ser- zero click searches, as a context to them. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to sell something, there's a bunch of other avenues. Besides the featured snippet, and that—that—that—that's that's actually in, in in many ways uh, my my problem with Rand's argument. Right. Um. It's not like Google has taken away all the avenues to get out there. It's just expanded informational search this way.
4: Right. Right, and that's that's a good point. So, and, and you know, those are the the context. Like, I think the stats are interesting, but there's the lies, damn lies, and statistics. Right. <laughs> Where without the context, um you know, it it sort of disappears. And do I like features? Do I use featured snippets? Might be a better question. Heck yeah. (laughs) Like When it just gives me the answer and I look and go, yeah, that looks fine. Like, would I base, you know, my life decisions on it? No. Like, what should I invest in? No, featured snippet isn't, you know, going to cut it for me there. (laughs) Nope. Um, You know, but what's the weather going to be like tomorrow? Sure, I'm just trying to pick like an innate or inane question that, that really doesn't matter. If I make the wrong decision, at worst, I get wet. Actually, uh, interestingly, what's the weather going to be like tomorrow might produce
3: a different kind of uh, zero right. click <laughs> kind of result from Google. Right. Um, Google is now testing frequently asked questions on what are called uh, trending searches. So say you live in Tornado Alley and when you really want to know what the weather is going to be like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so do like thousands of your neighbors google might uh not only uh give you a quick weather box but it might and might produce um a box uh, listing a number of questions asked about that kind of weather event
4: right i love this like but then that's not easy like not not Hard to guess, I suppose, eh? Like everybody was probably like, yes, of course you do. Like frequently asked questions. That's a great like the way they they sort of are are displaying them. I you know what this is a picture is worth a thousand words, right? Like it's so much easier to just go to S E a round table. Search engine round table. Like I'm like, right, not everybody might call it S -S 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 E R. Um, and go to round table and actually see it because it it it's easier to like sort of make out there. Um, or, or go to Google and type in a news event or a, yeah.
3: um, uh, a query that might, um, produce a number of, uh, questions. Um, the example that's used in search engine Roundtable is, um, the disaster that's currently happening in uh, Yellowstone park. the, 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 the flood mm-hmm. crisis that's currently happening in Yellowstone park. Um, and, uh, a query around Yellowstone produced a frequently asked question box with um, five or six different uh, 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 questions that will help flesh out different aspects of the story to a, to, to a searcher or reader who's interested. Right. Um, The question, the cool question is how do you get in on that? (laughs) If you're a (laughs) a
4: publisher. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I mean, it always comes down to how granular do you want to get like as an SEO, as a content producer, um, you know, what, what content is worth doing and then what do you just try and put into, into big picture stuff? Like, like, I, I mean, into, into big picture strategies when you're coming up with like, we have a piece on Yellowstone. Okay. What do we want to put in? Like, and and this would be more for publishers because they're like frequently asked questions, but this is like a, a new sensitive thing. So, you know, looking at them by the, One of the problems that I have is with with the news thing. By the time I'm looking at them, it's probably too late to get them, right? Like by the time I'm seeing which Yellowstone entrances are closed, Google already knows where they have the answer, right? Like Google already knows here's where to get that answer. It's probably going to be harder to take it than to have gotten it to begin with. So um, being able to predict what kind of questions people are about to ask for a news event um, I, I think that, and then just building that into your general structure, and like when an emergency happens, make sure we have these sections with very clear headings. <laughs> like, just make sure, and we're like listing it as like questions, like basically an imp- like a quick impact section, and just going, here's the questions you probably have about how this event is going to impact you. Be it like a hurricane mm-hmm. is hitting the East Coast, okay, like where. I don't know. Pick a location, right? Okay, here is the questions that get asked last year or every time something like this happens. Great. Okay, let's build that into our writing style.
3: I think about the number of the clients that that, that you worked with, um in in, in um, I, I know for certain sure in the last uh, five five to ten years of your career in the mm-hmm. tourism sector. Yeah. Um, I think this would be a really valuable trick uh, tool for them, um, and not not to answer like tourist questions about disasters, but to create. Um, answers to questions about the local area that may well filter into a um a much a much
4: greater uh, search query well absolutely and like how wonderful would this event? okay we're going to talk about a negative event but a wonderful feature that could have served its place because it like i'm thinking disasters right now but i'm also thinking tourism Mm -hmm. um and how wonderful would it have been if this feature had existed at the beginning of COVID? Right. When all of a sudden it could be like, okay, somebody's looking up this location. Bam, bam, bam. Right. Like what restrictions are in place, right? Like basically Mm -hmm. answering the top questions people are going to have about these locations in the earlier, when is it reopening? How is, you know, all all of those sorts of things at the same time, like this isn't just a like disaster thing. It just happens to be like with the example that it ended up being pulled up for. Um, But I think it'll be interesting. Like if I was writing, book reviews, right? If I was Amazon sitting there going, hmm, maybe I should like restructure um, the sort of like frequently, the way the frequently asked questions appear at the bottom, like in the in the reviews section, right? Like maybe that should be refreshed a little bit to try and capture uh, frequently asked questions on product searches, right? Things like that, um, I, I think will lend itself nicely to this in, in a wide array. But one of the ones I think of immediately is Tourism, looking up a town like you could easily think of some frequently asked questions that are going to be grabbed. Enter in New York, and what are the questions that are going to be answered? Okay, well, let's make sure that we answer those well, um, you know, or or something about a specific theater or play or something <laughs> in New York, right? I mean, these are, I think, it, it, the the door's wide open, um, but the <clears> ability <throat> to predict what's going to be there um, becomes a little more day- easy for something established, right? Like you know, Wicked, play, right? Like, oh, okay, you know, there's probably a list of questions. I don't even know if that one's still running. I just picked the first one. Of question. course it is. Maybe <laughs> <Of course laughs> like, it like, it's still running. Uh, you know, but oh, okay, here's the questions. We can find them, you know, go to alsoask.com. <laughs> there they are. Um, and, and make sure that you're answering them properly. But uh, anyway, I, I won't drone on there, but I, I think it's an interesting feature that has a lot of opportunities for, for a lot of people.
3: Well, yeah, in many ways, it's your space to claim. So claim it. If you're a yeah. publisher... That's your space. Take it. Okay. Okay. We're, uh, we're rounding out the hour. Um, there's some question out there whether um, we've spent the last couple of years pretty much praising Google for the change in tone in um, webmaster relations where, you know, Google's been you know, much more transparent and much more open recently than they had been in, in previous years. Yeah. So much so. That, um, people are wondering if, um, there's really a lot of use for, um, office hours and such openness, um, anymore because most, quote unquote, most of the questions have been answered and we're, you know, getting some, sometimes we, sometimes we get stuck with some pretty banal questions, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, um, that's something that's out there and, um, I, for one, think I, I, I greatly value this kind of communication. Um, I'm not sure how much time it takes or the de- dedication it takes from uh, from 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 the various Googlers who are out there, especially especially a guy like John Mueller who's who's out there like just seems all the time. But um, I think it's just one of those things. If you value it, you should probably mention it to your favorite Googler because um, yeah. if there's people talking about if it should go away or not, um, and they're talking publicly. Then they've been talking privately for quite a while.
4: Yeah. You know what I liken this question and it's like a, a bad example, but I'll, I'll use it anyway. Um, but I, I would sort of see it like, oh, okay. We've got, um, you know, the crime rate down in my city to near zero. If we can get rid of the cops. Like you know, one of the reasons <laughs> we know all the answers here is that we keep asking them and they keep being transparent. Yeah, it used to not be that way, and yeah, we flooded them with questions because we had this pent up demand because we'd never been told the truth before. Um, like in in that way, like I'm not digging on Matt Cuts. He did the a great job given the restrictions he was under. <clears throat> Google just got a little better at untightening the chains a little bit, right? And like letting their people speak. I think part of that is that they stopped telling like Gary and like that, that sort of like, you know, John uh, Martin, you know, they stopped telling them the stuff they couldn't tell other people,
0: right? <laughs> they, they would tell like, which is
4: great, right? Like, don't tell them that stuff, tell them the way things work, but don't get them involved in algorithmic decisions and stuff like that, because then they can't just be forthcoming. But if you hold that stuff from them and tell them what the goal is of the system all the time and keep them fully updated and involved in those conversations, then they can come to us and go, Here's the answer. 100% like here here's what we're trying and you'll always hear them like here's what we're trying to do. Here's what we're trying to rank, not here's the algorithm. Nope, cuz they don't know it. Um and they've been clear on that. Like they're not part of those conversations anymore. And they shouldn't be. Um and I think that's part of that transparency, but if they took that away, now all of a sudden they're not answering our questions anymore. How long until it becomes a train wreck again? Yes. Right? Like until all of a sudden we're like, well, That's, that's that. Now we don't know anything and there's no vehicle for us to go and ask.
3: And then we we descend into the Lord of the flies reality of SEO SEO myth again. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which is, which is, you know, actually kind of ugly. Yeah. Um, We've been there. Um, Ill ill, ill knowledge ain't good. Speaking of uh, uh, not knowing, um, the full working of Google's algorithm, um, the patent for PageRank expired. Oh! Google no longer owns the patent on PageRank. It doesn't... Um, it can't stop you if you want to go out and use its original PageRank, which has been published. It's, on, it's out there on the web. You can, If you can understand it, you can read it. I can't, mm-hmm. but if you can, it's there. The um, thing is, Google hasn't used they drank for a very long time <laughs> so it can afford to let the patent go right
4: yeah but i mean the 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 algorithm like i'm sure they still use some flavor of it right like oh, sure they still count links, but yeah that it is so different um than than what was there that i think they'd be hard pressed to actually justify an extension now, at this point is is this a week
3: where the matrix is being reset or something we got internet explorer dying the uh patent on um, PageRank expiring. know um, there's one more thing that's got to go down. It's too bad GeoCities is already dead because we wouldn't really <laughs> miss it. <laughs> okay, I think we've got time for one more. I know we have a hard stop at the top of the hour, um, which is about four minutes from now. Uh, your friend and mine, Scott Van Ack, the uh, head SEO over at um, Stepforth Web Services, um, writes to John Mueller and asks an age-old question is a 301 redirected link as valuable after the redirect as it was when it went to the original page? To which John said, Jesus Christ, I don't know, man. doesn't matter. Something like that. Uh, to which John said, well, I don't know. We don't really want to get into that, but you should do it anyway because it's good webmastering. Right. Which I think is basically the answer he gave. Um I think it was a valid question Scott asked given that Google has said these um these links don't have full value um or get full credit and Google said it whether it matters or not um you know that's up to interpretation but they did say it and you know Scott's a pretty meticulous guy. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I guess I get I get the question because it is important because sometimes in a website redevelopment you might be mm-hmm. going Okay, I would ideally like to change the URLs, but I'm not willing to take that hit. So, what decision should I make? What's the balance? What's the what's the trade-off here? Um, and then John's answer is basically, if I said yes, is it going to change what you do? Right? Like like <laughs> and, and, but my I would argue and I'm sure Scott would too, there are times where it would, but most times it wouldn't. If he was like cuz it's not going to be huge if it is. If he was like, yeah, we're dealing with like 0.1, 0.2% I don't know the exact number clearly, but it feels like, yeah, it's going to be some small fraction of a percent. Are you going to all of a sudden go, all right, we're not going to restructure our website, right? Like we were going to, but there's like some minuscule bleed um, that somehow isn't made up for by the restructuring we were going to do. In which case I'd go, why were you restructuring anyway, right? Like why was that even going on if it wasn't going to make a bigger difference than this, this like fractional? um, you know, sort of, sort of loss that, that might be had. Um, but I think both the question and answer are, are totally valid. I would have liked a slightly more straightforward answer on, on one like this, because it is a technical thing. And I do expect that when technical questions can be answered like that is a 301, does a 301 count like as, as full weight, right? It's, it's a really, really simple. And there is a, it's a binary. Yes or no. Like, what do you do with this? Um, I, I would have hoped that we'd have gotten a better answer than, uh, than that, but I, I do get that they don't, as we were talking about, they don't give these details about the algorithm to John. So, like, he yeah. doesn't know. Okay. Okay
3: on that we have gone full clock and I know that there's another show like coming up right directly after us in the studio. So we got a motor on behalf of Dave Davies from weights and biases. Uh, this is Jim Hedger from digital always media friends. You've been listening to webcology on WMR. on the 16th or to a show recorded on the 16th of June, 2022. Be well, be kind to each other. Rank. Well, Dave and I will be back uh, sometime around this time next week. Stay safe, stay well, and we'll, we'll talk to you later.
2: The opinions expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.